Hey there, gamers. Welcome to Gameplay. My name is Wolfpup. And I'm Mary Koala. And this is a podcast where we talk about all things gay and gaming. Because we're gay. And we like attention. You mean gaming. That's what I said. So for this first episode, I wanted to talk about Pokemon Snap, a game released for the N64 in 1999. It was a rail shooter style photography game. So you're in a car, a cart of some kind or whatever. You're in the a vehicle called the Zero One that Professor Oak gives you to actually explore this island. And the vehicle's pretty ingenious because it can go like on land, it can fly, it can also like float in the water. Like there's nothing it really can't do no other flying. than get off the track. There's no flying stage in the first game, is there? Yeah, you fly in the cave. Because remember, you're like flying through the cave. I'm bald. But, um, gosh. Uh, Did you grow up playing Pokemon Snap? Um, you know, I briefly played it a little bit because, like, in the Boys and Girls Club, we had, like, um, one of those, like, donated McDonald's esque machine with, like, the N64 controller. Oh, stick yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I did play it briefly, but you know, I was a kid, so I was like so bad at like the concept of photography that I was just kind of like, oh my God, Pokemon. Um, this isn't like the game, so. I mean, we also can't like judge this based on real photography because the way that Oak judges his pictures is not always the best. Like as a kid, I would take pictures thinking, wow, this is going to be like incredible. I love it. But it would be like, oh, not in the center of the frame, or oop, he's the only one in the shot, or oop, he wasn't fully looking at you, like. Yeah, and I can only imagine, like, playing this as a child, like, the grading scale could probably feel so, like, esoteric, you know? Like, as a kid, what you would think looks cool probably isn't what Professor Oak wanted you to think good photography was, you know? being the gatekeeper he was about what a good picture was or wasn't, but... No, good photography to him is the Pokemon in the center of the shot, preferably happy or doing something. No, sometimes, no, if they were attacking each other, that got you extra points. Oh, yeah, didn't you also get multiple points for, like, if there were other Pokemon in the frame or something? Other of the same type. Other of, only of the other same type? Of the same, of the same Pokemon it was. Yeah, it didn't count if it was a different type of Pokemon. Oh. Uh, I feel like it should count if there's, like, two different species of Pokemon interacting. I mean, they would, but it would be, like, interactions of, like, a Magmar and a Charmander, where the Magmar would, like, attack the Charmander. So then you do get both. Oh, but... Wait. But it's because he's doing something, not because there's another Pokemon oh, there. because he's doing something else. So it's just a pose more than it is there yes. being another Pokemon in the shop. Well, no, they call it same Pokemon, which is why it's you have to have the same type of oh. Pokemon in the shot. Gotcha, gotcha. But it is still a pretty weird grading curve. I hope the new one kind of improves upon that instead of just using the same formula. For sure. The other thing that um, threw me for a loop was, because uh, this I didn't know as a child, but I did watch a full playthrough with you, obviously, of, mm -hmm. uh, of Pokemon Snap. And for me, the thing that blew my mind that I thought was really interesting about the game was, uh, what the hell am I thinking? The fact that when you take pictures of Pokemon, it activates 
other things in the environment for more Pokemon to come out. So you take a picture of the Butterfree, suddenly there's more Butterfree and you get a chance to take more pictures of them. Or like the Lapras that's really far away in that one beach level or whatever. And the more pictures you take of it as it's far away, it gets closer and closer. And then you can finally get a really good picture of it. Like that was cool. As a child though, I don't think I would have been able to grasp the depth of that kind of photography game. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. Maybe it's just looking back at it now and because I didn't play it as a kid, it's so like, wow, there's like actually so much effort and like complexity put into this game that uh, it's hard not to appreciate, to be honest, like going through each stage and being able to like take diff like focus your camera on different Pokemon and like cause different things to happen with them. And I guess that gives it like this huge amount of replayability, right? Because you have a limited amount of pictures you can take. So when you if you decide you want to try and activate a uh, like a butterfree blossom or whatever for like multiple of them to come out or whatever you have to keep wasting your shots on them until it happens and then you get like a really good shot of them that gives you all these points we'll see like the things for those you don't have to take a whole bunch of shots but the little the little pokeball like reticle when you're taking pictures when you hover over a pokemon it lights up Mm -hmm. And when you take a picture of that Pokemon, it'll tell you its name if you had it in the reticle when you took the picture. And that's how it registers. So, like, when you meet that Lapras at the beginning of the beach level and you take the picture of him and it says Lapras, you know that later on in the level, more are going to pop up closer to you. And if you keep doing that, then by the end, there's one spot where you can get him kind of, like, pretty close. One of the things that I love about it, honestly, is that the items they give you, because they're like, oh, here's some Pokemon food that just looks like an apple, but is not. I forgot and about it, the Pokemon food. And if you feed it to Pokemon, it makes them happy. You can draw them and use it to attract them to certain things. And if they're happy, of course, you get extra points on your picture because they're posing. But also, you get a Poke Flute, which can wake up a sleeping Snorlax or make certain Pokemon dance. Oh, yeah, there is a sleeping Snorlax in that first stage. And you get, like, no point. You, do you, Does it count as a Snorlax if you take a picture of him when he's just laying down? I don't believe so. I think it, I think it says, like, question mark, question mark, question mark. So it doesn't count him as you taking a picture of anything until you can see his actual face. But if you get the Pester Ball which is a ball you throw at the Pokemon full of pink, noxious gas. Great, great work, Pokemon professor. Like That sounds <laughs> abusive. Animal rights. If you throw one of those at the Snorlax instead of the flute, he'll look up over his belly, and you can take a picture of him that way. But it's not as good of a picture as if you play the flute and he like actually stands up and starts dancing. Do you get the pester ball before the flute? Yes. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, the pester ball is like kind of integral to a lot of things. Like, and it's the name doesn't even imply that it's like good for Pokemon. It pesters them. <laughs> Why would you pester the Pokemon? Like, but sure, whatever. I mean, they want to get the full spectrum of emotion from Pokemon, right? We want to see them happy and sad. It's not bad enough. They literally eat slow pokes in the universe. We have to pester them now with pester balls. Like, yeah, girl, they're Pokemon. They like that shit. So, of course, after we leave the beach level, then we go on to the tunnel level. Yeah, it's basically just like a rundown, um, like, power plant, basically, that eventually uh, you have to turn back on. It's one of the first stages you actually have to fully interact with to, like, get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Um, 
they have the the main reactor in the middle. So it's basically like an an old like mining tunnel it seems like but it's like an old power plant. It's full of electric pokemon. Um electrode, electabuzz, peak of chew, magnemite, magneton. Oh, I forgot. They're in the end of that track, aren't they? Yep. God, you have to make <laughs> You have to get these Magnemite to get together at the last second to get the Magneton picture and explode an Electrode to unlock the next track. Yeah. Well, if you explode the Electrode, it ends the thing. Oh. So if you choose to explode the Electrode, then it's automatically going to take you to the next stage, which is interesting because this is the first time in the game where they make you actually have to unlock the next stage as opposed to... Here, this is the next place you're going. Mm -hmm. Like, you you have to see him over in the corner and explode him so that he opens the way for you to go down to the second, to the third track, which is the volcano. There's there's a lot of fun things in this tunnel. And it really, like, uh, this is probably the first stage that, for me, as a child, I would get stumped because it's one of those games that requires even the slightest bit of critical thinking skills, which I did not have. Like, for instance, you know, you kind of have to really notice that, oh, hey, there's this Pikachu, and I can throw this food at it, and it'll follow the food, and oh, a Diglett follows it? Huh, what would happen if I kept this Pikachu following this food trail until this Diglett kept following And apparently that's how you evolve a Diglett into a Dug Trail. I personally would have never figured that out as a child. Like, that would have taken, like, years of experimentation. Like, I would have needed a player guide, like a player's handbook, straight up. Well, one of the cool things about the tunnel is once you come back with the polka flute and you actually wake up Zapdos, he turns on the projectors, and the projectors where the Electabuzz are, also, you can make them turn on yourself. I just remembered this. So the Electabuzz that are standing in front of the projectors, if you make them angry enough and draw them close to the projectors and hit them with a pester ball or something or with an apple, something to piss them off. They'll like slam the ground and it turns the projectors on and the projectors display an image that tells you how to do things. Like it'll explain how to get the diglets or into Doug Trio or how to unlock the, the secret Pokemon sign in the level, like all, all different kinds of things. Um, they also had ghosts in that level. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? They were, like, purple little, like, ethereal floating balls. Like, it mm -hmm. was like a... Like, when you, like, take pictures of ghosts, and you're like, oh, there's one of those orbs people will talk about. Like, that's what they kind of look like. But then when you develop the film afterwards, you see, oh, this is a full, full ghastly aura haunter. That was pretty cool. The fact that you have to take a picture of something you don't know what it is, and then it develops into, like, the Pokemon. They didn't need to add that kind of nuance, but they sure did. It was just a fun little feature, especially since, like, Pokemon... Ghost Pokemon could not have had, like, a like a big grand show in this, this specific game, because Gen 1 had, what, three? And it was just one evolutionary line? And they weren't even full ghosts. No. And they were very broken because they were not good against psychic types. Yeah, but thankfully they fixed that by actually adding full ghost types in subsequent generations. 
Yeah, and thankfully, the more Pokemon they add in that are ghost type, the more it balances out, because now we have ghost types of all different typings. But yeah, uh, there was something else you can do with the Pester Ball in the caves, right? Um, you can knock uh, Weepin' Bell into this pool of water, and it turns into a Victory Bell after it evolves. <laughs> Speaking of that, like, literally, in the game, in the volcano, you literally push a Charmeleon into lava and a Charmander comes out. You mean a Charizard? What did I say? Charmander. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Girl, cha fucking Charmander. The de-evolution of it all. So clearly I'm the Pokemon expert. Clearly. Clearly. Next thing, whatever. There was another moment that I love and it was in the flying stage that I don't know how the fuck I forgot. It was I in forgot. the cave where the, right. the coughings are chasing the Jigglypuff and there are three Jigglypuffs Literally. in total in the cave and it's... It's kind of difficult because you have a short window to hit them and you have to hit the coughing with the pester ball exactly. If you hit Jigglypuff, you've helped count. coughing. Oh. No, because coughing will catch up to Jigglypuff and get her. Honestly, the gag for me is that Jigglypuff can canonically fly and is not a flying type. She's a balloon. She weighs nothing. She's full of hot air. She literally puffs up when she's mad. But um, honestly, it's my favorite thing, though. I could never have done this as a kid, watching that guy try to, like, aim the fucking pester ball and trying to hit the... What was it again? Coughing? The coughing, yeah. Exactly. And you can take pictures, too, and get, like... I don't know. You don't really get special points for separate Pokemon species. But the best thing is at the very end of the stage. So depending on how many Jigglypuff you actually save. There's three, right? Yeah. There's three in total. But like if you save one, there'll be one Jigglypuff at the end. Mm -hmm. There's like right before you exit the stage, there's this little stage that's made of like crystals. And the Jigglypuff you saved will be there singing, of course, the song. And because the game actually uses the dialogue from the anime, it's it's her song from the anime. She sings it, puts everybody to sleep. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) I won't sing it. And the the best part is if you have the polka flute and you start playing it while they're singing, they will start getting mad at you and puff up. They get pissed as fuck, boy. Because you're interrupting their beautiful song. It would be so funny if they like drew Honestly, they they better be in the new one. They Jigglypuff better be Jigglypuff needs to be in the new Pokemon Snap. I I think Jigglypuff is of course going to be in it. Jigglypuff is damn near a main staple at this point up there with Eevee and Pikachu. Like they might she might as well be a mascot for I say she Jigglypuffs are not all female. They're 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 part of basically like the main team of what makes up Pokemon. Oh yeah. Completely iconic. I mean, the fact that they're in Smash, which felt random in the beginning. But, but they've been in Smash since the beginning. Like, Jigglypuff yeah. was like, was Jigglypuff the first character? Jigglypuff is the first secret character you unlock in the very first game. <laughs> oh, let me write this down. Topic number two, Jigglypuff. <laughs> but- <laughs> that must have been you that wrote this. If we have somehow segued into Jigglypuff, this is your fault. I 100% know this. Anyone who knows you will know this. Yes. But um, this was also like the first game where like Pokemon actually hatch out of their eggs, right? This was the... So in Gold and Silver, which of course came out after Pokemon Snap, right? I mean, we can look it up. 
Yeah, like, let's see. Okay, so Gold and Silver released November 21st in 1999. And Pokemon Snap released... Yeah, they released the same year, but Pokemon Snap came out first. So, breeding Pokemon came in Gold and Silver. But the first time we ever saw Pokemon hatch from eggs was what? Pokemon Snap. And it was, in fact, the three legendary birds that you see hatch from eggs. She said she's a researcher. Get this woman a fucking grant. Yeah, honestly, this game started off kind of weird, too, because wasn't it originally not even a Pokemon game? Like, that's the weird part. It became this beautiful kind of... Be kind of... Now, you didn't hear it from me, but it's kind of a beautiful game with a lot of cool features and a, a complexity I didn't expect to see in a game like this. But... My God, you complimented a game? That was like pulling teeth. But it, but it didn't even start that way, right? It started as like a... It started as a game called Jack and the Beanstalk, or rather the Jack and the Beanstalk Project. And it wasn't even for the N64 originally, right? It was No, like, it was for the peripheral for the N64 called the N64DD, oh which stood for disk drive. What's a peripheral? What? A peripheral. It's like an attachment to it. Okay, okay. So, like, um, basically, you remember Rob, the robot for the Super Nintendo? Um, he's a Smash character now, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a peripheral for the Super... Uh, the, the NES, the Super Nintendo. One of the two. Um, but this was a peripheral that was made to help the N64... We're not fact-checking that one. <laughs> We're not. Um, the N64DD was an attachment made for the N64 to help it compete right. with consoles like the PlayStation, which were already using disc technology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And... Of course, Nintendo was kind of behind. They did oh. not start using discs They're until the GameCube. But the N64DD was so unsuccessful that the work on the game was eventually shifted to the 64 because oh. it never got... I believe, like, they sold some in Japan, but it never actually made it over here because it Wait, was not a success. So you're saying it's possible still to maybe possibly play this game that was eventually turned into Pokemon? I mean, it's as likely to be able to play this as it is to play the Earthbound 64 game. Because a lot of unused elements from Pokemon Snap and Jack and the Beans... Well, Jack and the Beanstalk Project, a lot of the work from that after it got canned went to Pokemon Snap and to the never-finished Earthbound 64 game. But Pokemon Snap actually was finished, so... That one actually got to stay. They said, let's finish Pokemon. Fuck Earthbound. I mean, essentially. One of the cool things about Pokemon Snap, and I mentioned this earlier, actually, but is that it does use the voice acting of the Pokemon from the anime. Like, yeah. directly from it. Like, the Pikachus don't just make the noise they made in the game. They actually say, like, Pikachu. Like, Yeah, and the Butterfree are just like, Butterfree. <laughs> yeah, like, full voice acting. Yeah, and the character you actually play as in the game is a character they introduce at the end of the first season of the anime. Oh right, uh Todd, right? Todd uh So when he was first when he was first aired, it, they called him Todd. Right. But then in the VHS releases, they called him Snap. And then when 
the episodes were re-released on Toonami years later, they clarified on their website that his name is Todd Snap. And so that's the full character name. So Todd Snap actually stayed not just for one whole episode. He stayed for three full episodes, which like he was there at the very end of the first season finale. The first episode had the cheesiest name. The first episode he appeared in had the cheesiest name too, Pokemon Paparazzi. Like, I mean, they saw an opportunity and they took it. And Pokemon were not celebrities. I mean, he was trying to take pictures of that Pikachu like it was a celebrity. And the best thing about this is honestly that Team Rocket hired him because they thought that he captured Pokemon. I fully forgot that's his whole deal because his fucking advertisement was so like, I capture Pokemon. I'll capture any Pokemon, but he means I capture them on film. Like, like it's this such a funny joke for them to run with, but it kind of worked in all honesty. It was cute. It was fun. It was perfect for a Pokemon plot. And it was completely something Team Rocket would completely misconstrue as like an actual like fucking Pokemon bounty hunter like you're the pokemon bounty hunters you guys you're supposed to be whatever you know what but it's just weird that he stayed for so many episodes like normally when they throw a character in like that they're like hey how's it going okay i'm done here bye well when you think about like the various promotions that um they had like again like having being able to play the game like at a mcdonald's or wendy's well or wendy's i say they I also it had and it was not it was mcdonald's it was mcdonald's and uh, maybe burger king also had it but i i only knew of McDonald's. yeah and it's per, it's like because they're making him a big deal because they want the game to be a big deal because they want to sell like the game and then more like Pokemon merch, right? I mean, the even- game was pretty much a big deal. Like it sold a lot. Like one of the one of the things that I thought was super cool, I was too young to ever get to do this, but Blockbusters had kiosks in the store where you could take your Pokemon Snap cartridge into Blockbuster and have the pictures you took in game printed out as stickers. Like if I had that now, I would lose my mind. That is so cool honestly i can't imagine that them even doing that again especially now in this era i mean honestly it would be way easier to do it now like people have printers and home and shit and like they have it now to where like in the new pokemon snap you're going to be able to take pictures of pokemon and then edit them and then you can post them online that i saw you're gonna be able to give your pokemon the whole instagram filter treatment i'm here for it no i'm here for it it's gonna make some really cool pictures like i can't wait to see what everybody starts posting so what is it that you are looking forward to in the new pokemon snap i mean the graphics are probably gonna be a lot better i saw a bit of the gameplay and it looks really cool like the fact that they add the day and night cycle the fact that now there are like from what I heard, if I'm hearing correctly what some of these things are saying, there's going to be ways to, like, affect the environment in a way where you're going to go to different, like, parts of the track that previously yeah. weren't available before. You're going to so, find alternate routes. Yeah, and then you're going to have alternate Pokemon you're going to be taking pictures of, which obviously they're still going to ha- probably have that mechanic. I think they're still going to have that mechanic where as you take pictures of Pokemon, like... I'm sure that's still going to be a, a common thing. Um, but it's going to be crazy. Yeah, like, it's... 
One of the things that I'm excited about is that it's this brand new region. They're not bringing any new Pokemon to it, but they are bringing over 200 Pokemon from across all of the other regions in. And the original Pokemon Snap only had 63 Pokemon to take pictures of. And Gen 1 had 150. So that's only 63 out of 150 that actually were made the cut to be in the game, which, fun fact, why not 64? It was for the Nintendo 64. Why would you not have 64 Pokemon? Yeah, everywhere I looked up about this, honestly, doesn't pose that question. They're just like, oh yeah, 63 Pokemon, probably a reference to Nintendo 64. And like, how is that the reference? They're off by one. Like, if it was 64 Pokemon, I would get the reference. How is that the reference? America, explain. <laughs> Apparently, too, in the original, actually, so there was a desert stage. There is a now a desert stage in this new one. Well, fun fact, the desert stage that was in the original Pokemon Snap was part of the demo shown before the game was released, of course. But the demo had Ekans in it. Which would have made 64 Pokemon. Which would have made 64 Pokemon. And then it would have made fucking sense. But they cut Ekans and that stage, so... Now it kind of makes no sense, but whatever. Maybe it was a memory issue. Maybe it was a space issue. Like, maybe they literally just couldn't fit another Pokemon on. I mean, it. honestly, I guess, yeah. Because, like, a sc the scope of that kind of game and how old it is, honestly. It's a cartridge. Like, it wasn't even a disc. Like, and the jump, too, from 63 Pokemon to over 200 Pokemon in one game. This game's going to have a lot of replay value, I think, especially with the different things you can do in the stages. Like, my only hope for it is, um,. That it fucking counts when you have two unique species interacting with each other. I just feel like that's a big deal when two unique species of Pokemon interact really with each other. You really sat on that, aren't you? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, Professor Oak needs to realize that two unique species of Pokemon interacting with each other is a big deal. <laughs> like, it just is. Especially now, since we have Pokemon that are canonically enemies to each other, like just in the canon lore, like uh, Zangoose and Seviper. That would be fun to see. Ooh. I'm, I'm excited. I like the idea of also like the day and night cycle. So like you can go through the same track, but see a whole different set of Pokemon. Uh, do you think they're going to have like Eevees? You know, they're going to have Eevees. There was Eevees in the original. They have to have, they, well, they only had Eevee. They didn't have any of his Eeveelutions. But... Like how we're masculinizing Eevee. He's a boy now. He's a boy now, unless he's Sylveon and he's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's there's so many pokemon i can't wait to see in this um i hope there's a lot of neat features like how in the original you could literally toss a magic carp into a waterfall and it would turn into a gyarados well i know you can make pokemon glow that is true, but With like illumination ball or whatever. Like, does that get you extra points if you take a picture of glowing Pokemon, or does I, it just help you see them? What's what is the point? It's supposed to do something. It either makes them happy. Honestly, I don't know. I just know that in a lot of the trailers, that's one of the biggest like new unique features. I mean, it's not so new that you have to throw stuff at Pokemon still, but... <laughs> That's the main mechanic of the game. You can't go messing with the bread and butter of Pokemon Snap, which is throwing things at Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the job of being, like, a Pokemon photographer sounds kind of dangerous. No wonder they're in this, like, armored, like, vehicle on a track. Yeah, you're literally taking pictures of super-powered critters. Things that could instantly kill you. And a lot of the size proportions, I feel, are way off. Like, 
the Charizard that we mentioned before that I definitely didn't mess up the name of before when you drop into the lava. <laughs> so You mean the Charmander? The Charmeleon that turned into a Charmander? <laughs> yeah, what about it? Moving on. For some reason, that Charizard is huge. Like, based off Pokedex entries and the information we know, there's no... Why is that Charizard that big? I mean, Charizard is He big is in, not that big, though. I don't remember how big he looked in when you... I mean, maybe he's... He is not that big. They really amped him up. They made him bigger than fucking Dragonite and, like, they made Gyarados big, but I guess Gyarados was big enough already. That's fine. I mean, to be fair, like, even just, like, in the Pokemon games, none of the Pokemon you catch are going to be the same size as one another. So there, you could get, like, an unusually big Charizard. A gigantic Charizard. Who would be able to stop you? Like, even if you tried to use a Charizard against that Charizard, it's like, well, this Charizard could literally, like, eat that Charizard. Girl, just get the Spritz bottle. He's weak to water. <laughs> the Spritz bottle? That's how you train a Charizard. Bad Charizard. <laughs> Reason number one why we should not have Pokemon in real life. I mean, wouldn't that just kill the Charizard? He's just spray his flame gone. Isn't that the I thing? I mean, if you spray his flame gone, yeah, it's going to kill him. But why are we talking about Pokemon murder on this? This is not the topic. Um, But yeah, uh, you know, ultimately, I'm uh, pleasantly surprised by how kind of amazing this game is. Like, from where it started as this Jack and the Beanstalk and then transferred to the N64 and how Laboratory worked on it and they did, like, Smash and... All all this stuff, you know, this game really came to be, like, its own thing. Like, outside of, like, the other Pokemon games, um, it's just really cool to be able to, like, see these Pokemon and not focus on, like, their power level, but just, like, get to see, like, the wondrous ways of being that, by the nature of their powers, they get to have, right? Swimming in lava, breathing underwater... Not that fish in our world can't do that. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot. There's so many cool things. Like, seeing legendary birds spawning from their eggs. Like, I don't know. This game was really filled with life. And even though, for me, it wasn't very formative. Like, because I didn't grow up with it. Like, seeing it, like, from the outside now. I want to I wanna go back and play this game. Um, But I don't know. What do you think? Like, it was so formative for you. Like... How does, how does that affect your outlook on Pokemon now? Well, Pokemon Snap for me, like, I remember when I was growing up playing the game, I had a little poster that had all 150 Pokemon Not on it. Not the poster. Yeah. So when I was taking pictures of Pokemon in the game, I would circle them on the poster with like a highlighter or a marker so that I would be like, yeah, I'm going to get them all. And then I beat the game and it was like, I didn't get them all. Oop. But seeing Pokemon in their natural habitat is just so much different than, you know, say, seeing them in the other handheld games where they're just out there wandering around looking for the next thing to fight. But like in Pokemon Snap, you're actually watching them be in their natural environment, be happy, just living their lives. This wasn't the first 3D Pokemon game, was it? No, Pokemon Stadium was the first 3D Pokemon game. Well, that also sets it apart, too, from, like, the regular games, because, like, these are full 3D models, right? So you get to really see. I also think that the 3D models... Now, don't fact-check me on this, (sighs) y'all. 
but I think that the 3D models used in Pokemon Snap were the same 3D models from Pokemon Stadium. Really? I believe that, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't shame them for using the same models, why wouldn't you? But I it just they do feel kind of similar and I'm not mad about it, but I'm just here to point it out. But for the new Pokemon Snap, I'm really hoping to see like really fun interactions between these Pokemon. Um, oh, for sure. Especially ones that we like, like you mentioned earlier, how they're like enemies like Zangoose and Saviper. I would love to see those interact. Not um, only that, but keep in mind, this is like a new region where Pokemon who technically have never existed with each other in other games will be existing with each other. True. Right? At least I I would imagine, right? Because there are Pokemon who exist in certain regions that don't exist in other regions. And I would not be upset if this game actually had a storyline. Like, it doesn't have to be anything crazy or anything intense like that. But I would like to see something. Maybe just like a cute little story of why they're exploring the island, who this professor is that's helping them. Maybe even a little backstory on whatever character we're playing, which... I'm for certain isn't going to be like a set character like Todd was, but is going to be more of like a create your own type of character, like how Pokemon games are now, where it's like, are you boy or girl? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to pick from uh, three different presets and the three, the three differences is just going to be the skin colors. Yep. 100%. So, I mean. I mean, it is diversity. They're trying. I mean, it's better than nothing, to say the least. But regardless, I'm excited and can't wait to see you play that new game. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Gameplay. My name is Wolf Pup. And I'm Mary Koala. And we'll see you guys next time.